Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. This week, we have a little bit of a shuffle around with some people, uh, and we've got our panel of three. That's the main thing that uh, happens. And we are going to look at modern era guys, basically post-WCW uh, shutdown, uh, new era, uh, ruthless aggression up until now. Uh, 16 guys who worked in WWE and a lot of other places won championships, but never won the WWE Championship or the Universal Champion, for that matter. So we got 16 guys who, a good handful of them, definitely should have won, uh, been able to do so. Some of them still have a chance to. We'll see if that happens, but who knows. And uh, we'll break it down. Our bracket of 16, we'll show you who's all in there. I want to just uh, thank you for watching on Stitcher, Spotify, Art Radio. Anywhere you get, let's get your podcasts from watching on YouTube or Facebook, and it's uh, our regular time of Wednesday at 6 p.m. We are brought to you by our friends over at CoolBet, and we want to remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly and be a part of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast and Predictions League, and uh, you can always join that and win uh, points towards our championship belt. Now to bring in our panel, Jonesy, still in the middle of trying to move, which is happening this week, in Niagara Falls. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, just another day. Understand. Right now I have the other place, so right now I have two places to take a crap. Ooh, fun. You were supposed to have tonight off so that you could uh, do the moving, but, you know, uh, Stephen has a sore throat and wouldn't, wasn't able to be part of this, so uh, I tagged it back in. And our other guest that was supposed to be taking your spot is from Welland, Matthew Terry. How are you, sir? I'm in my garage, and I'm drinking apple juice. I'm in my garage because it's bedtime for my five-year-old, and you have to record at this time of night. So I have to move all my stuff out to the garage and I have to get as close to this door. Otherwise, you're going to see a wagon and a bicycle and a dresser that I'm trying to strip down. And I'm drinking apple juice because I'm not a coffee drinker anymore. Why am I not a coffee drinker? Because now I'm a guy who does acupuncture. And you're not about to have caffeine when you do acupuncture. So, hi, everybody. I'm Matt Terry. Happy to see you. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so we're going to break down uh, 16 guys who uh, worked in WD for a long while. Some still are working there. Have not won the big one yet. Uh, we'll see what their potential is. We'll probably break that down. What uh, they've already won in other places. And, uh, yeah, so let's see uh, this week's video, and we'll bring up the bracket. So back in just a minute.
Okay, and uh, there you see our 16 contenders for this week. A lot of these matches, I was looking at it when I was uh, doing my notes and thinking, wow, this would actually make a really good tournament if we were able to put these guys actually in the ring and see these matchups happen uh, live. But uh, we're doing it in our fantasy warfare uh, sort of thing. And we have match number one, MVP versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Bit Finley in match number two taking on Zack Ryder. John Morrison taking on uh, Bobby Roode in match number three. Match number four, Umaga versus Samoa Joe. Match number five, Matt Hardy taking on Cesaro. Match number six has Wade Barrett taking on Mr. Kennedy or Ken Anderson. Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes are going to face off in match number seven. And Tommy Dreamer taking on William Regal in our last matchup of the first round, match number eight. So, guys, your thoughts on this before we dive into our bracket. Jonesy? Yeah, I thought Nakamura was a champion. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising that some of these guys haven't been. Uh, but, yeah, they've been champion elsewhere and even some WWE championships, but not the big one. Matthew? Uh, as far as uh, like I some intriguing matchups, um, you know, I have an opinion on all of them, and I'm not going to spoil anything that I'm going to say about any of them. But yeah, some intriguing, intriguing matchups. But uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest. There's people there that I'm just like, yeah, I can't believe it. But there's also people there just like, really, why is this person in the tournament? Not that like like nothing really against them, but it's just yeah, why is it like consideration? But we'll get to that. Understandable. And, uh, you know, I know some of them uh, could have been replaced by other people that got mentioned to me afterwards uh, with a guy, Nathan, that I was talking to uh, that I work with. Uh, he's like, oh, well, this guy could have been in there. That guy could have been in there. But, yeah, just trying to uh, spread it around from the last 20 years of guys who've been around uh, WD and not uh, climb the top of the mountain. So we're going to go with round number one, and match number one. And that has MVP taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. So notes on MVP. His real name is uh, Hassan uh, Assad, or formerly Alvin Burke Jr. Born October 28th, 1973, now going by Montel Vontavious Porter. He's from Miami, Florida, debuted August 10th, 2002. So he's been around almost 20 years. Uh, without the title. He's worked for WD, TNA, New Japan, and Ring of Honor. He signed with WD in 2005 and started in Deep South Wrestling. He debuted on SmackDown October of 2006. He's won awards uh, such as Most Improved uh, Wrestler in 2007 and uh, Most Underrated uh, in 2008. Both of those are from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So when we look at some of the titles he's held, All Pro Wrestling, uh, Universal Champion one time, Big League Wrestling, Heavyweight Champion one time, DDT Pro Wrestling, Iron Man Heavyweight Championship uh, one time. He was the first New Japan Pro Wrestling Intercontinental Champion, and that uh, title has uh, just recently been uh, retired by New Japan. Uh, WD US uh, Champion two times, Tag Team Champion one time with Matt Hardy, and he won the Slammy Award for Trash Talker of the Year just this past uh, Slammys in 2020. 
So uh, going over to the other side of uh, the matchup, Shinsuke Nakamura, born uh, February 24th, 1980 in Kyoto, uh, Japan, debuted August 29th, 2002. So there's only days in between their uh, respective careers starting, uh, both in August of 2002. He's worked for Impact Wrestling uh, very briefly, and he's one of those guys that you're like, he was there? But he was. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then went over to NXT, and now obviously on the main roster in WWE. He was the final uh, IWGP third belt champion, the final NWF heavyweight champion, and he's won the Baltimore Sun uh, match of the year with uh, Sami Zayn at TakeOver in 2016. Uh, most popular wrestler in 2016 by PWI. Number five in PWI 500 in 2015. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, most uh, charismatic in 2014 and 15. Uh, match of the year in 2015 against Kota Ibushi. Um, and then... Wrestler Review in 2014, NXT uh, Male of the Year uh, 2016, and NXT Overall Performer of 2016. Titles. Now, all these are basically in New Japan or WWE. So New Japan, he was the third uh, belt champion one time, IWGP Heavyweight Champion three times, IWGP Intercontinental Champion five times, IWGP Tag Team uh, Champion uh, one time with Takahashi. IWGP uh, U30 Open Weight uh, one time. NWF Heavyweight Champion one time. G G1 Climax winner in 2011. New Japan uh, Cup uh, winner in 2014. Going over to his time in WWF or WD. NXT Champion two times. IC Champion one time. SmackDown Tag Team Champion one time with Cesaro just recently, U.S. Champion two times, and he's the 2018 Royal Rumble winner, which is pretty much the closest he's gotten to that title when he took on AJ Styles in a ball-for-ball shot match at WrestleMania. So it's pretty sad that that's unfortunately the closest he's gotten to that title, and they were trading ball shots. Um, However, looking at these two, I'm going to go with uh, Nakamura. He has a lot more major titles to his name, uh, especially with everything uh, from New Japan. And, of course, uh, he's got a handful of titles with uh, WD, including the two NXT championships, uh, which were almost outshining WD at, uh, belts at the time. So that's my vote. Jonesy, your vote. Uh, my vote is Nakamura. He is a, I think he's a better wrestler. Uh, in and out of the ring, and the fact that his machismo that he has, uh, I wish he would leave the WWE and go back to New Japan or go somewhere where they actually appreciate the guy. He's just underused. He he is, to me, what wrestling is all about. He lives and breathes that character as soon as he steps through uh, the ring. He has probably one of the best entrances out there because he he's a freaking rock star when he goes out there. Uh, I really enjoy his wrestling, not so much in WWE, but that's fine. WWE is a different type of product than uh, what he was wrestling before. Um, MVP, yeah, he's a good wrestler, but 
too short, in in my opinion, uh, for a champion. When you have Nakamura, who's just all legs, uh, to me, it's it's Nakamura. There we go. And Matthew, is it a clean sweep, or are you throwing a bone to MVP? Not even close. It's not even close to uh, throwing MVP anything. Uh, when he first came to WWE, I I didn't see it. Everybody was over the moon about him, and I didn't see it. And then I went and I watched his Full Impact Pro because you know that's where you know he really honed his craft and everything. And I didn't see it. Like I just ah, I just didn't see it. And I think he's in the perfect role now, the managerial role, occasional wrestler. I think he's great in that. On the flip side, Nakamura, um, the first time I got the opportunity to work for Ring of Honor, I had never heard of Nakamura. I saw Nakamura that night and just boom. And I did so much research. And I went back and I found so much on this guy. And I fell so much in love with him. And then he's going to NXT. And I'm just like, oh, yes, I hope they don't ruin him. And then he goes in there and he's against Sami Zayn. And oh, my God, and I'm, it's awesome. And then he's winning the championship. And I'm like, yes. And then he goes to WWE. And I'm just like, oh, no. And then he starts off with Dolph Ziggler. Hey, they're going to work well together. And then just boom, boom. And then he wins the Royal Rumble. And I am just absolutely, oh, my God, here we go. And then he goes to WrestleMania. And it's just like, no. No, 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 no. And for whatever reason, they didn't do it. But ah, I, I, I'm still holding hope. You know, lately, Nakamura's kind of gotten back into the, into the spotlight a little bit. So it's not even close for me. Nakamura, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, still an opportunity for Nakamura to pull it off. But uh, as Jonesy said, I'd uh, love to see him go. But the surfing is, I guess, too good for him to uh, move his family back to uh, Japan. So uh, that's what keeps him in North America and working for Vince. Match number two, Jonesy, you get to do this one. We've got David John Finley, uh, a.k.a. Fit Finley, whatever you want to call him. He's from Belfast, North Northern Ireland, uh, 233 pounds, and he stands at 6'2". Uh, he is now a trainer and producer and retired from the ring. But, of course, he is training still. Uh, he first started working for his father's promotion. He had a successful career throughout Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and throughout Britain. He would join WCW under the name the, Ir the, uh, the, uh, the Belfast Bruiser and would be there from 96 to 2001. He then joined the WWE and started as a trainer and would eventually be put in charge of the division. Uh, division. He would return to the ring in the WWF from 2005 until 2011. He was released due to authorizing the Miz uh, interruption during the national anthem at a house show, um, which upset a lot of people and, uh, and wrestled for a couple of years on the indie scene after being let go, including TNA until his return to the WWE, where he currently is. Uh, of course, he's praised for his work in the women's division, getting it out of the panty matches and into a more traditional true wrestling matches. Uh, he's wrestled in All-Star Wrestling, British Middleweight Champion, World Middleweight Champion, Catch Wrestling, um, the CWA British Commonwealth Champion, I Intercontinental Champion, and the World uh, Heavyweight 
sorry, the world middleweight champion, and that was four times for that. Uh, he's won a lot of other things. He's um, been in Fighting Spirit magazine. He got the LL Cool J Award, good for him, in 2006. Uh, joint promotions. Uh, I could go on. Lightweight. We can do that more. I think uh, he's pretty good there. Let's go on to Ryder. Um, but you know what? Uh, Ryder, uh, I don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. Uh, yeah, he's an okay wrestler and all that jazz. But his woo-woo thing, please just poke my eyes out. The guy's awful. Why I want my eyes poked out, I don't know. It should have been the ears, but whatever. Um, so he was uh, trained by Mikey Whipwreck and would debut in New York Wrestling Connection. Uh, he would sign a developmental deal with the WWE and would wrestle in Deep South and OVW. He would go to uh, ECW where he would stay from 2007 to 2010. He would then declare himself the WWE Internet Champion and have a semi-successful career. Uh, he would hang around the WWE until two, uh 2020 when he was released. He would have a stint in AEW and now currently works in Impact. Uh, he's uh, worked in Deep South. He got the tag team champion there twice. Um, mostly tag, it looks like. WWE, the IC champion, United States champion, uh, the Raw champion, but, but you, I'm sorry, the Raw tag team champion. Slammy Awards, three of them. Most annoying catchphrase I agree with. Um, he's fine to have on your show, but he's not. Sorry, he's not a potential champion in my books. So I'm giving it to the other guy who is Fit Finley. He can be boring to watch, but he is a good wrestler. Solid. Um, actually kind of liked his WCW days where he looked more like Barney uh, Rubble. But um, I got to go with Finley. Matthew. Uh, as I said earlier, there are people in this tournament that I just look at and go like, well, why are they in here? And unfortunately, I'm doing that with both these guys. And it's not that I dislike both these guys. The reason I look at Ryder is, you know, the whole woo-woo-woo and, okay, like he's got charisma for days. I, I'll give him that but I've never seen anything really special with him in the ring. And those United States titles and that intercontinental title, I, I think it, I don't know how much that adds up to, but it's not much time. <laughs> like he, he never carried a championship for very long. The tag titles, I think they carried for a couple months, but you barely ever saw them. And they were, they were losing to like the Viking Raiders all the time. And like, they just, there was just, there was no buildup. There was nothing for me to see that ever warranted. Again, charisma for days. Everybody look, hey, you're the woo-woo-woo guy. Yeah, that's that's great, but that's not championship. That's not. Finley, I remember the first time I saw him was the junkyard brawl or whatever it was called between him and uh, Steven Regal at the time. And just, holy fuck, like, the, are these guys mad at each other? I uh, like like legit and everything. And I love watching Finley. The problem with me and Finley being in this tournament or this environment, and it was the same thing when he was kind of getting that main event push with uh, Batista and, you know, he had some title shots and everything. 
yeah, I love watching Finley, but it just one of these things is not like the other. And I think the problem was Finley fell into that into that groove where you could put him anywhere. He would make anyone look good. He made Kali look good. He made like Batista and nothing against Batista, but Batista another level up. He just he made people look good. And you could just stick him anywhere on the card to make anybody look good. And he was never sustained anywhere. If he would have sustained in that main event picture, maybe, and gotten into there a little younger in his years. I don't know how old he was when he got in there, but he wasn't a young chicken at that point. If he would have sustained there, maybe it would have felt a little more, but just Finley never came across as a true world champion to me. Uh, but still, out of the two, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Finley. There we go. Uh, so... I loved uh, Finley as well when uh, I saw that uh, Belfast uh, brawl uh, and he had the jacket with the one sleeve off and the other part that had like a metal shoulder pad and he uh, brawled with uh, uh, Regal and got dark hair, mullet and everything going on and the uh, really weird uh, pencil mustache. Totally different uh, look uh, compared to where he came to WD and then had uh, Hornswoggle as his son. Uh, but yeah, these guys, as you guys both pointed out, didn't really climb up and they were more jobbers to the stars while also being able to almost gatekeep in a way where you could get a good match out of them, but you knew they weren't going to go up. Um, they had longevity with WWE. Zach just got actually released uh, a little while ago or last year, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to also go with uh, Finley as well, so it's a a 3-0 victory uh, moving on to face Nakamura in the next round. Uh, But, match number three, Matthew, you want to tell us all about Morrison and Rude? Well, I don't know if I can tell all about them. I I digress. It's been a rough few days here in the castle, if you want to call it, the garage. Um, (laughs) You know, I haven't had much of a chance to prepare to really get the background. You guys, amazing job on getting the backgrounds. But John Morrison, Bobby Roode. John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact. Johnny, uh, He's been Johnny. Uh, he came down here to Alpha One Wrestling, and he was Johnny Alpha. You know, that just – but I, I, just, he's been all kinds of places, just described by his name. Former tag team champion, former intercontinental champion, former United States champion. Yes, I'm trying to do all this from memory. Uh, former Impact World Champion. Um, just uh, you know, he's got he's got a lot of credentials. Uh, Bobby Roode, again, former Impact Champion. I think uh, actually, I think he was TNA Champion. Uh, you know, whatever you want to believe. Um, former tag team champion in Impact. Uh, you know, again, credential like one of Scott DeMoor's, you know, prize students. I will throw in, and there's a few people that I know are going to watch this, and they're going to pop hard. Bobby Roode, former Universal Wrestling Alliance champion. That's the promotion that I started my career in. Um, so, t- two guys, like just great, um, very, very good credentials. I apologize for my lack of preparedness, but I made up for that in the WrestleMania tournament. You know that. That's for sure. Anyway, um, I do apologize for that. But, you know, I look at these two guys. 
Um, Morrison, I've never gotten past the flash. Like he, he looks great, looks like a million dollars. But but just the whole you know go out there, raise the arm, and the and the fans go off, and the hair flies, and everything's in slow motion. And yeah, he can flip, and he's you know great. But I I I just I don't see the the flash, Bobby. Um, for years, as I said, I've known Bobby for years, and even when he was in UWA, just solid, solid, solid wrestler. Like he's he's the opposite. If you could take John Morrison and Bobby Roode and go like that, awesome. But solid, solid wrestler. Everything perfect. Everything crisp. Everything on point. But he can't talk. <laughs> he can't. He, there's no charisma. There's no. There's no flash to him. Then he comes to WWE, and I'm like, hey, great. My friend has made it to, to NXT. And then everybody in the crowd is glorious. And I'm like, yes. Like, he hit on something. It may have been my accident. They may not have meant to do it, but it hit. And everybody was glorious. And I'm like, yes. That combined with this great wrestling. But then he hits the main roster, and there was a few people. Glorious. But I think a lot of people were just, like, looking at them going, what are you doing that for? What what is this? What is glorious? Like that's stupid. And the masses kind of pushed it back down. But if I had to pick out of the two, Bobby Roode. Okay, um, I love both these guys actually. Uh, I saw uh, John Hannigan uh, become uh, a wrestler by watching Tough Enough, and so he was one of the uh, Tough Enough uh, three, I believe, uh, winners. Uh, That's it. Show that you're more prepared than I am. Fine. He was a tough enough winner. Go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he was a tough enough winner. And just looking at his WWE uh, uh, matches uh, or titles, he was one-time ECW world uh, champion. Uh, That's when he uh, went from Johnny Nitro to uh, John Morrison uh, doing the uh, ECW time and looking a lot like Jim Morrison from The Doors. Uh, WD Intercontinental Champion three times. WD Tag Team Champion one time with The Miz. WD Tag Team Championship four times with uh, Joey Mercury and one time with The Miz. Um, WD SmackDown Tag Team Champions one time with Miz. ECW uh, World Championship tournament winner in 2007. Tough Enough 3 uh, was the uh, Tough Enough that he won in 2003. Uh, Co-winner was Matt Capitelli, who uh, passed away. Uh, Got two Slammy Awards, Tag Team of the Year in 2008 with Miz, and BestWD.com exclusive, uh, which Dirt Sheet with The Miz in 2008. So... As you said, he has a lot of different names. Uh, just looking at the list, I brought it up when you mentioned all that. And there's uh, probably a ton that are missing because of the fact that uh, he, they didn't count for all the uh, different indies that he was at. But John Hannigan, John Morrison, Johnny ba- uh, Blackcraft, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Impact, Mundo, Nitro, Onyx, Spade, Superstar, and Ultra are some of the ones that are listed here for him. Um, and then you got Robert Roode, uh, Peter Rogue, uh native, uh, cousin to one of the uh, people, uh, one of the girls I went to uh, school with. Uh, almost got a chance to meet him at a TNA event here in London, but then uh, there was an injury and didn't get that opportunity to do so. Uh, but the, 
that was amazing, as you pointed out, the glorious uh, Bobby Roode uh, aspect. Uh, he finally found his niche uh, there. Uh, former TNA uh, Impact uh, World Champion. I'm having a hard time deciding, so I'm going to throw it to Jonesy to decide because I'm going to throw my vote to Morrison and have a tiebreaker. It's Bobby Roode. There we go. John Morrison looks great and everything, but like a Jeff Jarrett, there's something missing there, in my opinion. Uh, Bobby Roode, honestly, I, I, I don't really pay attention to much of his talking or his wrestling style and how he looks. Uh, he looks like an NWA champion to me. Uh, he's like a, out of a mold. Uh, of a, I, I, if he was younger, he definitely, I'm sure, would get up there in WWE eventually but because of his age it is good to know that these guys now that are in their 40s can still get to the wwe and finally get some more mainstay recognition so it's bobby root yeah uh i love his presentation as well uh maybe that uh single mustache uh, moment for two weeks that he had kind of want to push that to the side but yeah I just wish they would do more with them as well. But even uh, Morrison right now, he, he, I feel he deserves more than just being a sidekick to The Miz and being an afterthought. But hopefully that changes soon. I see it coming. Uh, round number one, match number four, Umaga uh, taking on Samoa Joe. Umaga is uh, Edward Smith Fatu. Uh, born March 28, 1973, unfortunately passed away December 4th, 2009. Six foot four, 350 pounds. Uh, he's gone by Armageddon One, Eddie Fatu, Ekmo, Ekmo Fatu, Jamal of Three Minute Warning, um, also Fatu, and of course, Umaga debuted in 1995. Uh, PWI number 22, uh, 500 in 2007. Uh, one uh, or tag team with worst tag team. Sorry, trying to read my own writing. Worst tag team by Wrestling Observer Newsletter with uh, Rosie in 2012 and then or 2002. Titles All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Champ one time, Heartland uh, Wrestling Association Tag Team Champion twice. Memphis Championship Wrestling uh, Southern Tag Team Champion three times and WWE IC Champion two times. Going to the other side, and this is going to show you probably how I am definitely voting when that's the amount of uh, notes for uh, Umaga compared to that's the amount of notes for Samoa Joe. There's so much to talk about with his titles and uh, different awards, but... Uh, Nafolo, uh, Joel Siano, uh, uh, his real name, but uh, born March 17th, 1979. He's worked for TNA, ROH, NXT, and WWE. Uh, resides from Orange County, California, known as uh, Joe Siona, uh, uh, King Joe, and of course Samoa Joe. Six foot two, 282 pounds, and debuted December of 1999. Uh, some of the awards he's won was CBS uh, Sports Commentator of the Year 2020, 
CBS Sports uh, Smack Talker 2018, PWI Feud of the Year 2007 against Kurt Angle, PWI Most uh, Popular in 2006, number four in PWI 500 2006 and 8. Surprisingly, both years, number four. Uh, TNA X Division uh, Champion, Mr. TNA, 2006 and 2007. TNA Feud of the Year, 2006 and 2007, both with Kurt Angle. Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Best Brawler, 2005 and 6, And Wrestling Observer Newsletter's uh, Most uh, Popular in 2005. Then for titles. He's Lucha Libre AAA Tag Team uh, Tournament winner with uh, AJ Styles in 2006. Pro Wrestling Noah uh, uh, Tag Team Champion with Magnus one time. Ring of Honor Pure Champion one time. Ring of Honor World Champion one time. TNA TV Champion one time. TNA World uh, Champion one time. TNA Tag Team Champion twice. TNA X Division Champion five times. Uh, NWA, I mean, sorry, TNA King of the Mountain winner one time, then over in WWE NXT, uh, Dusty Cup winner with uh, Finn Balor in 2015, NXT champion two times, and WWE US champion two times over. So, unfortunately, a lot of stop and starts and demons got in the way of uh, Umaga uh, being able to have a better uh, resume, but for my liking, I'm going with Joe, who unfortunately was just recently released. May or may not have another shot at uh, coming back to WWE and getting that uh, elusive world title, but only time will tell if he can get back in the ring and, I guess, get around all those things that WWE wanted to shelve him for a commentator for. So, Jonesy. Uh, Samoa Joe... I don't know. He, he is very, he's great in the ring and all that. But again, I just feel he's missing something to be a, a champion of a major company. I like the monsters and Umanga could have been a champion. Mind you, he, I don't think he could ever do it on his own. He'd need a manager, cheat something. Uh, but Umanga is kind of, to me, he's kind of like the new improved Kamala is what he reminded me of. He was just another version of Kamala. Um, he had great presence in the ring. Uh, really, it didn't matter if he could wrestle or not, and he, he was decent. Um, of course, he's Samoan, so he can wrestle. Uh, I got to go with uh, Umanga on the fact that, yes, I'd rather watch a Samoa Joe match, but as far as if I was booking or whatever, it'd be Umanga all day long. Matthew, you get to break a tie. It's a lot closer than uh, like when this is one of the matches that I saw and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see that. Exactly. I'd like to see I'd like to see those guys throw down. Um, you know, Samoa Joe probably uh, and he proved it with being a commentator. He's a better, obviously, orator than manga. Um, you know, probably a better move set, um, more. <clears throat> You know, he's got more more flash than Umaga. But, you know, like Jonesy was saying, 
you know, he's that monster. He's that bulldozer. He is like a Kamala, but he was a more focused Kamala. Kamala would come and he'd be going like this and, you know, he'd be going like that. And Kim Chi would just be like, you know, follow me, follow me. Like, you know, follow the staff or whatever. And, you know, and Kamala would be like, you know, laying him on his belly and, you know, like, you know, and then going like this. So Umaga was like a more focused Kamala. But Umaga also had Armando Alejandro Estrada. And I loved, uh, I loved Estrada. And he was just like, just go. Like, and, and Umaga just boom and just threw you, destroyed you. So I'm, I'm kind of Jonesy in the fact that I don't see Samoa Joe quite. I could see him maybe as a transitional champion, maybe. But if Umaga would have kept going with Armando Alejandro Estrada, you, you, the, the, the charisma and the orator and just the awesome brute in the ring and just like this, and they did it both perfectly. I, I Out of those two, I would have said Umaga is the future world champion. So I'm going to say Umaga. And he had the Samoan spike. Exactly. There's a move, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying Samoa Joe can't choke out anybody. And you know, it's kind of cool sometimes when you see something like that. But yeah, like the, the Samoan spike, it it's so simple, it can be done to anybody, and yeah. And now it's the Nigerian nail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh that uh, gets that one done and Jonesy. You can uh, start us off with the next one, Matt Hardy versus Cesaro. All right, Matt Hardy. Birth name is Matthew Moore Hardy. I uh, was born in 74, 6'2", 236 pounds. Uh, Hardy would break into the business with his brother Jeff with the self-created Trampoline Wrestling Federation. He would have wrestled in many independent, including uh, their own from 92 to 94, he would join the WWF in 94, and his first match was against Nikolai Volkov uh, in the WWF. He and his brother would, of course, catch on fire as a hot tag team uh, come 98 and on is when they really kind of uh, finally burst through uh, the barrier. And in 2005, he would be released by the WWE and go back to the indie scene, including ROH. But after a fan outcry, Matt would return and, of course, feud with Edge. And blah, 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 blah. Let's look at his titles. Um, of course, uh, he has the Dynamite Award, really, and all eight, whatever. Who cares? Uh, All-Star Wrestling, the tag team champion with Brother Nero. Uh, worst moment of the year with Sammy Guevara. Uh, there you go. Future Stars of Wrestling, FSW Heavyweight Champion. You know what? Uh, he's got a great look. He's talented in that, but I don't buy him as a world champion. I just don't. He doesn't look the part. He now looks more like a crazy scientist. I, he definitely has the charisma. Uh, not the greatest on the mic, um, but, of course, he's gotten better as time has gone on. Uh, especially late in his career is when he seemed to find a really good gimmick. Uh, Cesaro, these are two guys, personally, I just don't, I don't see being ever big champions in any place. Uh, tag champ, sure, but they're just, they 
there's something missing from both these guys. Uh, Cesaro, he, again, is a fantastic wrestler. Uh, he started in Europe. He went to Shakara, CZW, ROH, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, and, of course, the WWE from 2011 to the present. Uh, again, he's won some uh, tag team Grand Prix's. Uh, through Shikara. Um, he's been a unified heavyweight champion with the Cleveland All Pro Wrestling. Uh, do, 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 do. Again, he's got he's got lots of credentials and all that. But uh, if I had to, if I could vote nobody, I would vote nobody. But I have to vote somebody. I would go with Cesaro because I think Cesaro is the better wrestler. Uh, he definitely has the tools to be a champion, but whether he has the look and the mic skills, I haven't, I've only watched his matches. Not, I don't, as you know, I don't watch the raws and all that. So as far as interviews and all that, I don't, I don't really know. I just know he's a really good wrestler, but I got to go with him. Matthew. Um, I disagree with Jonesy on one point uh, and that's Matt Hardy. I think he's a serviceable world champion. I think he was a serviceable world champion when he was with Impact. Um, but like, there's not, there's not the flash of his brother. Like you stand next to this bright light long enough, and then you go over here. Like yeah, that that light's not as bright over there. Like you know, it it, it really took the shine off of Matt Hardy being away from his brother. And I think he's a because he's a solid wrestler. He, he's he's a solid wrestler. He has a fan following. Maybe he kind of deserves a championship because the fans are, yay, Matt Hardy. We love Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's hot. My my wife would say that all the time. He would come out, like, she'd be like, ha ha, that's hot. So, you know, you want to appease the fans, fine. He's a, he's a solid wrestler, solid enough wrestler with a fan base. Okay, let's do it that way. Cesaro, I've been a fan of Cesaro for years, um, but I still see time with him. So I, I haven't, there's a lot of people on this list where WWE seemingly tried and said, well, here, what do you think of this? And then just kind of pulled it back. You know, just like they gave a push and then just like it didn't immediately pay off and they just pulled it back. And, you know, Zack Ryder, we we're talking about him earlier. Hey, let's put a title on him after two weeks. It's like, hey, this ain't doing shit. Let's take it off him. Cesaro, they haven't – everybody's called for it. Everybody said, give him a push, give him a push, give him a push. But WWE, they didn't really pull the trigger. They, they, they're they Now they're starting to kind of like, okay, here's Cesaro in the main event. Let's see what he does. Let's see what happens in the next month or so. You know, if things don't go well with Roman Reigns, who knows where he's going to end up. But Cesaro, I, I've been amazed. Everyone's like, oh, he's not getting a push. Well, he he's also never been kind of sprinkled out there and taken back from us. So, yeah, I, I like the look. I like the James Bond thing with the suits and everything. I think he the man looks damn good in a suit. I, I think he could be a very a good world champion. I, I think he could. So I'm going to go with Cesaro. Okay. Uh, I'm going to clean sweep it on uh, that as well. Uh, it's just been the fact that, as you pointed out, he's been thrown into tag teams and gotten those titles, especially with uh, 
the feud they had with Sheamus and turned into the bar. I've been tag team with uh, Nakamura. I think he's only had like a U.S. title, maybe an Intercontinental title. I don't have the list in front of me for his uh, accolades. But, yeah, it's only now that you have somebody like a Daniel Bryan helping with the creative that has given him that opportunity that others have not seen in him. And allowing that voice of the people to say, hey, we want this guy to advance. And we saw a really good outing with him finally getting a singles victory at WrestleMania against uh, Seth Rollins. Now he's getting close to probably uh, being announced as a uh, number one contender for uh, Roman Reigns at Backlash, potentially, if uh, things go uh, to that plan. WrestleMania uh, Backlash. WrestleMania Backlash. WrestleMania Backlash. Yes, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania SummerSlam. And WrestleMania right. Survivor Series and everything WrestleMania branded. Everything's now. WrestleMania. WrestleMania Hell in the Cell. WrestleMania, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt Hardy, uh, he's that perennial mid Carter that could always be a great trainer, I think. He's somebody you always get a good match out of. He's definitely slowing down right now. Uh, the whole broken universe, I wasn't really uh, into. And some weird and wacky stuff uh, there, especially with the cinematic stuff they were doing. But yeah, I'm definitely uh, on board with Cesaro, hopefully getting a sniff towards the world title. Unfortunately, I don't see anybody taking that uh, universal title off of Roman till at least SummerSlam at the earliest. So it's just going to be a chance for Cesaro to put on a good show in a losing effort. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Cesaro as well for a clean sweep. And that brings us to Wade Barrett against Mr. Kennedy or Ken Anderson. Next All right. I, 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 how stupid am I? Wikipedia is like a click away, and I can at least BS my way through this. All right, so let's get it. That's what we do. <laughs> well, no. No, he's got Post-it notes. He's got Post-it I'm telling well, you right now. I think I got my notes from. Well, no, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. But here's the thing. It would be a lot more impressive with big paper. When you're holding, look at all the, look at all this stuff I've done, you know, and it's this big. It's not that impressive, dude. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> but you have post-it notes. Anyway, I have Wikipedia. Hold on here. Wade Barrett. <laughs> Uh, Stuart Alexander Bennett. He was born in 1980. Fuck, he's younger than me. Anyway, um, formerly Bad News Barrett, King Barrett, Lawrence Knight, The Lord, Stu Bennett, Stu Sanders, and, of course, Wade Barrett. Uh, the guy, he, uh, you know, according to Wikipedia, has a bare-knuckle boxing career. Um World looks like he went right into World Wrestling Entertainment, um, Ohio Valley Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, the winner of the first NXT, like the, the first uh, the first true NXT, I guess, um, with the mentors and everything. So he was the first winner, uh, won a world title match out of that, and his uh, his mentor was Chris Jericho. He was the leader of the Nexus. Uh, let's see here. The head of the Barrett Barrage. 
former Intercontinental Champion, won the King of the Ring in the 2015 King of the Ring Tournament. Uh, let's see here. Actor. He's a, currently an actor. And actually, I've seen some of his stuff. He's actually a damn good actor. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the championships. Uh, feud of the Year uh, as part of the Nexus with John Cena. Newcomer of the Year 2010. Uh, feud of the Year was 2010 as well. Former Florida Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion with Drew McIntyre. There's a tag team I'd love to see. Uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling Southern Tag Team Champion with Paul Birchall. There's another tag team I'd like to see. Man, i got to go back and find this stuff. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Feud of the Year, again, with uh, John Cena. as Or no, sorry, as part of the Nexus against WWE. Most Hated Wrestler in 2010 as part of the Nexus. Uh, he ranked number 19 on the top 500 singles wrestlers in PW500. Uh, former Intercontinental Champion five times, King of the Ring 2015. Uh, won NXT Season 1, Intercontinental Championship number one contender tournament. He won in 2014. Uh, Slammy Award for Shocker of the Year. Uh, oh, the debut of the Nexus. Well-deserved. All right, let's go, let's go over to Ken Anderson. Let's BS our way through this guy. All right, Mr. Anderson. I got to do it. Anderson. Anderson. I had to. I'm sorry. Actually, I guess oh, no, I did it for both. Uh, Ken Anderson. That's his real name. <laughs> An American professional wrestler, actor, and wrestling trainer, and ring announcer. I actually knew this. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Kamikaze Ken. Ken Anderson. Ken Kennedy. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Kennedy. Two Rivers Jack. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? We have, uh, he went to Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling in 2005, uh, went on an undefeated streak, uh, United States champion as well, winning the Money in the Bank match in 2007. Yes, 2007, he won the Money in the Bank match, uh, but never did get to use it because he lost it to Edge. Uh, this independent circuit, uh, TNA heavyweight champion. Uh, let's see. Part of Immortal, part of the Aces and Eights. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Return to the independent circuit. He's now with the National Wrestling Alliance. Yes, he is. Um, and yes, he is currently uh, working for Top Rank Boxing. I, I'm a boxing fan. And I was watching Top Rank Boxing, and to, holy crap, that's Mr. Kennedy. Uh, let's see. Uh, championships, All-Star Championship Wrestling. Uh, he's the ACW, or he was the ACW Heavyweight Champion. Tag Team Champion with Mike Mercury, Eric Hammers, and Adrian Serrano. Probably the first time those guys have ever been said on the internet in a long, long time. ACW Television Champion, ACW Hall of Fame. With all those accolades, I'm sure that's well-deserved. Uh, big League Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Tag Team Champion, Championship of Wrestling, United Championship. Man, that's a mouthful. Great Lakes, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Heavy on Wrestling. Oh, my God, who is naming all these companies? Because Heavy on Wrestling, the acronym is HOW Wrestling. HOW Undisputed. Oh, my Lord. Mid-American Wrestling, The Maw. Mid-American Wrestling, Maw Heavyweight Champion. I bet it was the proudest moment. NWA Midwest uh, Heavyweight Champion, New Wrestling Evolution, uh, New Wrestling Entertainment, because I guess they changed names. He was the Heavyweight Champion. 
Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he was the number seven uh, in 500 in 2011. Pro Wrestling Pride, uh, he was the heavyweight champion. River City Championship Wrestling, he was the heavyweight champion. Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, he was the heavyweight champion twice. Ultimate Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion with Big Daddy Loker. Okay. World Association of Wrestling, the WA. WA World Heavyweight Champion. World Wrestling Entertainment. I've heard of them. No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, no disrespect to anyone that I have mentioned. Um, I'm sure they're all great companies. Uh, and I really mean that. World Wrestling Entertainment he is the United States Champion one time. Money in the Bank winner 2007. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Best Gimmick 2005, Worst Gimmick 2013 as a member of the Nexus. Or no, sorry, of the Aces and Eights. <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> I said earlier. Not how, yeah, not a surprise. <laughs> Extreme Intense Championship Wrestling, Tag Team Champion with Joey Paget. Those are my two guys. I'm going to come back here. Now I can see you guys. Um Mr. Kennedy, another guy who's charisma for days, but I just I didn't really see it in the ring. There wasn't anything, and I mean move wise, like his charisma just bled out in the ring. And I'm not surprised that he was a world champion in TNA, but I, I just never really, never really got behind his move set. Wade Barrett. I'm going to go back here because they have his, their stats here, don't they? And I can't remember exactly what he is. The dude is six foot seven, 246 pounds. He's got a legit background of bare knuckle boxing. How the hell is this guy not? He is, how is he not the prototypical world champion? You look at him. He's got the look. He's got like a body. He's got the moveset. He, he can talk. Which he can he's showing now as a commentator. Six foot seven, two hundred and forty-six pounds. How the hell is this guy not at least a three-time world heavyweight champion? So if you're no surprise, I'm going with Wade Barrett. Well, I got some bad news for you. I'm also picking Wade Barrett. Uh just you know, if it wasn't for John Cena uh putting a squash to their uh rise uh at SummerSlam and wanting to go over in that WWE versus uh Nexus uh fight that they had things would have been different you had Edge and Jericho saying we should have been the ones losing and Nexus should have gone over you're trying to build new stars he, he was great as King Barrett I loved uh, Ken Kennedy as well uh I saw him here in London before he became Mr. Kennedy he was Mr. Anderson at a house show here in London and I just kind of liked how his presentation was, doing the whole ring announcing and echoing his name. He had a rocket being strapped to him uh, originally. That's why he got the money in the bank, but the, an injury took that away. He was supposed to be Vince McMahon's illegitimate child, but that became Hornswoggle because he got fired after having a bad outing with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton decided to say, yeah, the guy's dangerous, and bye-bye, Mr. Kennedy. So... When sort of he was his own worst enemy, depending on how you look at it, and Wade Barrett wasn't his worst enemy. It was circumstances and politics that stopped him. So I would go with uh, Wade Barrett over uh, 
Ken Kennedy in this uh, case. Jonesy, clean sweep or not? Ken Kennedy Anderson, uh, he's kind of showing his uh, age now. Uh, um, he's not quite as put together as he used to be. I think he's great for uh, NWA, but for a major promotion like WWE, no. Barrett should have been champion. The problem with Barrett is they didn't strike it when it was hot. He was freaking hot. He was probably the bad guy with the the Nexus and his feud with John Zena. Right there, he should have got a lot closer to the belt, if not maybe winning it. But now, if he decided to get back into the ring full time, I think he could definitely, with the right storyline, he could he could make it. Uh, I like Barrett. I did not like Bad News Barrett or any other Barrett. The the Nexus Barrett was the best. Yeah, and there has been uh, rumors of him having an itch to uh, possibly uh, put the boots uh, and trunks back on. Um, we were also talking about Nexus uh, and the factory there with NXT the first season. People would have seen that list and thought American Dragon Daniel uh, Brian Danielson should have won, just even regardless of the name. But you take out that almost a given, he was definitely the best opportunity, Wade Barrett was, to win the uh, NXT uh, format in that first incarnation. So we go on to our next one, which is uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Cody. Sami Zayn, uh, Rami uh, Sabine, I probably just butchered his uh, name, uh, born July 12th, uh, 1984. He's uh, Syrian and Canadian, born in Laval, Quebec. Uh, has worked as El Generico uh, under his real name, Remy uh, Sabi, uh, Stevie McFly, and Sami Zayn. Six foot one, 212 pounds. Debuted March 1st, uh, 2002. A lot of these guys have about the same length of career going on for them. He's worked at ROH, PWG. WXW, DDT Pro, NXT, and WWE. Uh, he was the co-winner of the award from the Baltimore Sun uh, Match of the Year with Nakamura in 2016. DDT Pro, Best Foreigner in 2012. Number 23, PWI 500, 2015. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Feud of the Year 2010 with Kevin Steen. Uh, he won also the Shad Gaspar John Huber Award in 2020 uh, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. I don't know what the criteria was that, for that one, but he was also the it's NXT. A humanitarian award. Yeah, but I, unless it's his work for uh, uh, Syria. Yeah. That, uh, got that. He also just recently had a T-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, the Dancing Sammy, uh, giving money to that. Yeah. Uh, but NXT Superstar of the Year 2012. So you look at his titles. DDT Pro Extreme Division one time. DDT Pro KO'd uh, Openweight one time. IWS World Heavyweight uh, Champion two times. IWS uh, Tag Champion one time. PWG World uh, Champion two times. PWG Tag five times. PWG Battle of LA winner in 2011. ROH TV Champion one time. ROH Tag uh, Champion one time with Kevin Steen. WXW Unified world title one time. 
Then for WWE so far, one-time NXT champion and also two-time Intercontinental champion. Heading over to the other side with uh, Cody. Uh, Cody Garrett, uh, Ronald Rhodes, uh, June 30th, 1985. Uh, he's been known as Cody, Cody Rhodes, Cody R, Cody Reynolds, and Stardust. Six foot two, 220 pounds, debuted in 2006. Uh, he's worked WDE, Alpha One, uh, Global Force, NWA, New Japan, OVW, ROH, and currently in AEW, and he's an executive uh, vice president in uh, AEW. Awards, he won the AEW Best uh, Moment in on the Mic. Uh, 2021, uh, accepting his dog collar uh, match against John Heber or Brody Lee. CBS uh, Sports Promo 2019. CBS Smack Talker in 2019. PWA Match of the Year 2019 against uh, Dustin. Uh, PWA Most Improved 2008. Number 7, PWA 500 2020. ROH Wrestler of the Year. 2017 ROH Viewer of the Year 2018 with Kenny Omega. WD Slammy uh, Award for Tag Team of the Year 2013 with uh, Gold Dust and Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, Worst Gimmick 2015 for Stardust. Titles he's had AEW TNT Champion two times, Alpha One Tag Team uh, Champion one time with Ethan Page. Global Force Wrestling Next Gen Champion one time, NWA World Champion one time, IWGP uh, US one time, OVW Heavyweight uh, Champion one time, OVW TV one time, OVW Southern Tag twice. Our, uh, those were with Sean Spears. ROH World one time, ROH uh, Six Man Tag one time with the Young Bucks. WD uh, World Tag Team Champion three times. I believe uh, once with Barb Polly and twice with Ted uh, DiBiase Jr. WD IC champion twice and WD tag team uh, champion three times. A lot of titles there. Um, maybe a lot uh, due to his uh, family lineage. I love Sami Zayn, but given the uh, two with their accolades, I'm going to go with Cody. See, I don't like when people crap on the Stardust gimmick when it was voted like the worst. I'm sorry. It might have not been a great character, but he made it great. To me, that's where he showed that he he was definitely part of the business because he took something that may have been silly to him. Basically, it's just riding off of the whole gold dust thing. And it was great. He was very entertaining. Uh, I'm just voting for Sami Zayn um, to make things difficult. And neither one of these guys, to me, is a world champion in a major corporation. They're just not. Okay. And so, Matthew, you get to uh, break the tie. Um, I, I know who I'm going to vote for. I'm just trying to put a nice shine on the guy I'm not going to vote for. Let's talk about Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn um, can make 
anything work? And so can Cody Rhodes. Uh, the whole El Generico thing, you know, he, he made that work. Um, I, I was lucky enough to meet um, Sammy early in his career. Nice guy, a little shy at that point, but nice guy. And like I, I had seen El Generico in the ring and then backstage I met him and I'm just, wow. Like I was, I was amazed then at what he did. Jonesy talked about Cody Rhodes making Stardust work. I loved Stardust. I thought it was great. Um, Sami Zayn can do amazing things, but a world heavyweight champion, he just does not exude that to me. He just, Intercontinental Champion, I thought he was great. I When he lost the Intercontinental Championship, I was very disappointed. I thought he was great as the Intercontinental Champion. I think his persona now, I think he's kind of gotten out of that persona that's, you know, he's kind of evolved past it, and I wish he would have stayed in that kind of militant role. I don't I don't know if that's the right word for it. Cody Rhodes, um, what, call it the lineage. Call it, you know, what's just natural is, is up here. And I don't mean that as a pun to his brother, natural. He's the natural. Just great in the ring and charisma for days. One of my favorite WWE commercials is the Royal Rumble commercial where they're doing the speed dating. And Cody sits down and he, he, he like looks at the woman and he goes, I used to have a mustache. And then it goes away and it comes back and he goes, it was a nice one. And, you know, the the, the, the stuff that he did with, um, oh, my God, his name just escaped me. The, 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 the brilliant of the masses. Um, oh, my God. He was like this brainiac. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Road Scholars. Road Scholars. It's Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow, thank you. The intellectual of the, the intellect, intellectual superior of the masses, or something like that. And that just again, that just showed Cody's, you know, his he was he had adapted to that. Um the heart that he had. Um, there's a video that I love seeing, and it's um this this uh wish child wanted to meet Stardust and he wanted to sign a WWE contract and he wanted Stardust to be there. And, you know, he, Cody made that an absolutely amazing experience. Now, here's my except, like, you were talking about smack talker of the year. Cody has never, I'm voting for Cody, but Cody has never talked me into a feud. He has never talked me into investing myself. Yes, he's got charisma for days to watch uh, to a smack talker. Yeah. But I'm going with Cody. Got to ask CBS about that whole uh, award. But well, okay. That, okay, well, that's, that's the thing. Like Cody, I think he got a lot of things because he's a smart guy. He knows the business inside and out. And when he left WWE and he hit something on fire and what he said at the right time to the right people, he drew a lot of attention to himself, and I think a lot of it was just 
people jumping on the Cody Rhodes bandwagon. Anyway, that's just my opinion. And our final matchup of this round, Jonesy, go for it. Tommy Jr. versus William Regal. Okay, this is when my dinner was getting ready, so there's not as much stuff here for Tommy Dreamer. Uh, but Tommy Dreamer uh, basically grew up in ECW, um, is where he got his uh, big start. Uh, he's held a lot of small titles in a lot of places. He did win the ECW World Heavyweight Champion once, and he held their World Tag three times. Uh, once with Johnny Gunn, Raven, and Masato Tanaka. And he's also in their Hardcore Hall of Fame 2010. And then the rest is, you know, Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling. He's got his own um, uh, Hard Knocks or whatever it's called. I can't remember. House of Hardcore. That's the one, House of Hardcore. Um, PWA ranked him number 28 uh, um, in 2000 out of 500 single wrestlers. Uh, he, you know what? He, he definitely uh, is, a, I, I would say, a, a lower card wrestler in my views. Um, he's not a world champion. Uh, but he is a damn good worker. And that's the thing. All these guys, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're decent enough to ring. They obviously made it. But he, I just don't look at him as a world champion. In ECW, absolutely yes. But that was a different world there where wrestlers that were new the ring, or if they didn't, they could fake their way through. You, you could do it because it was hardcore anything went. Uh, he was kind of on both. I think he started more off as a technical wrestler and then went more to the hardcore style, especially his early stuff. Uh, William Regal, um, there's a guy I can see being a world champion, but he's too old for it. Now would be the time I would believe he'd be a world champion, like an NWA or something, but... He never, he was, again, a mid-carder, uh, William Regal was. Uh, his matches were great. I loved him in WCW. I thought that was his, the best version of his character. Uh, he had some great matches uh, on uh, Saturday night and the, the lower shows. Uh, he hold, held some titles, not as many, uh, perhaps, as Tommy Dreamer, but... Um, he held the Memphis uh, Southern Heavyweight once um, in PWA. He was ranked number 18 uh, in 94. And, of course, he was the WCW World Television, the European, the Intercontinental, the Hardcore, all in WWE slash F, uh, World Tag Champ four times with Lance times two, Eugene and Tajiri. And, of course, he won the King of the Ring in 2008, which uh, I just, whoa, I'm sorry. No offense to Steven Regal, but he's not money. You ain't bringing in people to wrestle, at least not on this side of the universe. Um, but 
if I had to pick between the two, I would believe William Regal more as a major champion than I would Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, I think, could hold the championship in pretty much any federation except WWE believable. Mind you, he could win it once for one night and then drop it, but I hate it when they do that type of stuff. Um, so I got to go with William Regal on this. Matthew? Two guys that uh, respect in the industry alone uh, warrants a world championship. Um, Tommy Dreamer has done so much. And people who don't know me, I've said it many times on my podcast, I am not the type to believe everything I read. And I have to see it for myself. And I, I have I've worked for Tommy Dreamer at House of Hardcore. And I've talked to people who directly have dealt with Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer has done so much for so many people. Um, selfless guy. And wants to help everybody as much as possible. And does it with a smile on his face. He did everything with a smile on his face. The stuff he did in WWE, he did with a smile on his face. The, his gimmick used to be he would eat strange crap. He ate human hair. He drank the the blue stuff at the barber. He you know he would just do stuff like that. Um, I agree with Jonesy saying with Tommy Dreamer that in ECW he was a believable world champion because that was Tommy Dreamer, just like that underdog that just you know just oh you, he couldn't quite do it. And ECW just they did that perfectly where. You know, he, he sacrificed so much and he dropped so much blood that people just needed him to be the ECW champion. And then, of course, he goes to WWE and WWE, they won't do the same thing. Their hardcore division was more of a joke. And even though Tommy Dreamer is probably one of the funniest MFers I've ever met in my life, it that's not... That's not what got him over. And as soon as like he was this big thing in ECW and he came into WWE and that's not what people got, people just went like, ah, crap. William Regal, again, probably one of the most respected guys in wrestling. I've had the opportunity to meet him twice, uh, not in long form, but the guy just exudes wrestling. The respect he has for wrestling and the respect that he expects out of everybody for wrestling. And Jonesy said, I could see him being a champion. There is one thing that I, I swear to that William Regal is better than the rock at stone cold, Steve Austin, <laughs> ultimate warrior, former world champions, great world champions, top of the world, world champions. When he was a champion, be it, TV champion, European champion, intercontinental champion, king of the ring. He would walk to the ring and that belt was held there. And it was the focus. It was like, look what I have. And he honored that champion and he respected that championship. Stone Cold Steve Austin would drag it behind him. The Rock would just like swing the thing in the air. The Warrior would wear it backwards or around his neck. I could see 
William Regal being an honorable world champion because he respects championships. Championships mean something to him. And people look at it like, oh, there's so many championships these days. They mean nothing. You give William Regal a chance. Even now, as the NXT commissioner, he comes out and he points at that Dusty Rhodes Cup. Or he has that vacant championship. Or he presents a new championship belt to the current champion. And he treats it like it is a piece of gold. Like anybody should be honored to hold on to this. And for that, William Regal wins out with me. Yeah, so I also am going to go with uh, William Regal. It's a clean sweep on there. Uh, he was one of my favorite kings uh, that they did. Um, you pointed out uh, how he carried the championship and how he presents it. Um, that totally rings uh, true because even when he was in WCW, uh, what his butler was, uh, Sir William was holding the title and presenting it as a trophy as opposed to just an accessory and the knowledge that he has i love tommy dreamer as well he was one of my uh down to earth guys that uh kind of was like oh he's a cool uh person to follow but yeah i gotta go with william regal so let's say yeah sweep there we'll quickly uh break down the first round and then we start doing our rapid fire so uh Shinsuke Nakamura beat MVP 3-0. Fit Finley beat Zack Ryder 3-0. Bobby Roode beat uh, John Morrison 2-1. Uh, Umaga beat Samoa Joe 2-1. So, uh, Cesaro beat Matt Hardy 3-0. Uh, Wade Barrett beat uh, Mr. Kennedy 3-0. Cody Rhodes beat uh, Sami Zayn 2-1. And William Regal just took out Tommy Dreamer in a sweep 3-0. Setting up our second round being Nakamura and Finley, Bobby Roode and Umaga, Cesaro and Wade Barrett, and Cody Rhodes and William Regal. So any surprises before we dive in? I guess you're talking to me, seeing that Jonesy is not in his seat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm surprised. I'm 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 not second guessing or I'm not trying to judge you guys i'm surprised samoa joe didn't didn't move on i when i saw that and i thought about it and i'm like oh like i'm gonna go with umaga i thought you know but it's gonna it's gonna be that one that i threw the wrench in i'm surprised samoa joe didn't uh didn't go through that's my only real upset i, voted I guess for joe. i know you voted I for joe jonesy you and me buddy but it's <laughs> yeah i i'm surprised when someone <laughs> umaga when when Jonesy said Umaga, and I'm like, wait, I'm voting for Umaga. Oh, my God, Umaga's going to win. We'll see how far <laughs> he goes. but <laughs> We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, sets up our next uh, round. And, Matthew, you get to start it off. We go rapid fire through these next rounds. Nakamura against Finley. Oh, the, the, the king of strong style versus someone that'll punch you in the fucking mouth. Um, man. See, Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm looking at this, and Shinsuke Nakamura has like a legit MMA background, and it is, Fit Finley is, he's legit tough. I, I would just love to see these guys have like a disagreement in the back, um, even at the age that Fit Finley is. Uh, but as far as world champion, uh, 
Shinsuke Nakamura presents himself as a champion. And Fit Finley, I think given the opportunity, actually, you know, if I think back to his United States title runs and stuff like that, um, probably respects the titles. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, I, I just think he presents himself more as a champion. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's a, a much better or he would be a much better world champion. Okay, so vote for Nakamura. I, too, am voting for Nakamura. Just all the uh, New Japan uh, titles, the IWGP ones, uh, winning the G1, and he's getting very close, won the Royal Rumble, got a sniff at the world title, but, yeah, I'm going with Nakamura over Finley. Jonesy, clean sweep or not? Uh, yes, it is. Awesome. So we'll mark that one. Thanks and for coming out, Jonesy. No problem. <laughs> it makes it so much easier. So then we move on to our next one, which is glorious. Bobby Roode taking on Umaga. Um, yeah, we looked at uh, some of the things that they've uh, both accomplished. Uh, Bobby Roode just oozes being a champion. As much as Matthew pointed out that Umaga was such a focused bulldozer, as uh, Estrada would call him, the Samoan bulldozer, uh, and was determined and going after stuff and was very aggressive and amazing heel in that regards. His face turn just should not ever have happened for starters. But Bobby Roode, as I said, oozes, uh, in my opinion, a champion, dresses like a champion, presents himself as such, and uh, since getting rid of the whole beer money uh, thing and being a champion in uh, TNA and then NXT, I just wish they'd figure it out and let him loose on SmackDown and do that. But they got the uh, Roman doing the head of the table. So I'm going with Bobby Roode. If he was about 10 years younger and was at the point he is now, I could definitely see it. But uh I agree with everything except he's not a world champion. Uh, he hasn't got there yet. Uh, I go with Sumanga again. He's a freaking monster. He doesn't even need to talk. Uh, he was talented enough in the ring that he could work with any guy. Uh, and again, it's one of those where how the F does a guy like the Miz um, and all these other jabronis that they put the world title on, which destroyed what the world title even meant in the WWE to me, but they wouldn't give it to a guy like Umanga. Okay. So I got to go with Umanga on that. I would pay money for him over Bobby Roode. You're a tiebreaker again there, Matthew. Have you ever done a tournament of people that have actually won the championship but might not have deserved it? No, yeah. well, we could do that one. Wow. <laughs> no, because because I I'm a huge Miz fan. I think Miz should be like a five time champion by now. I love Miz as world champion. I always have. Um, Umaga, I love Bobby. Uh, you know, solid in the ring. You know, the whole you know glorious thing. But Umaga just has that – he had that it factor. He just didn't get to – he didn't get to develop it. He didn't get to nurture it. Um, it's, it's a it, – it only happened once, but it, or it, I guess it lasted two weeks, where 
I can't remember who it was, but they accidentally hit on Umaga, and it was like a heel hitting him. And Umaga just kind of like looked at like Umaga had like that uh, that big like you know butt thing or whatever in the corner, and and that what he he was he went in and they were going to attack Cena, and then the the heel accidentally hit him, and then Umaga just looked at and the crowd just went like boom like yes kick his ass that's believability and I just legitimacy I love legitimate champions and as much as Bobby Roode is a legitimate wrestler Umaga just looked like a legitimate human being like like that was actually who the, if you ran into him walking to his car watch out because he was going to eat you <laughs> like just genuine I go with Umaga I can't believe this is going to end like weird <laughs> yeah hey that's why it has to have uh, three people and uh, three different Opinions. We could have added up to five tonight, but is could go anywhere. I'm already Dude. thinking of that last or that next round. Oh my lord! Cesaro versus Wade Barrett. And I got to mark this. Yep. Josie. No, oh, I'm going on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. Cesaro and Barrett. You know, either one of these guys uh, would be a good choice to go to the next round. Um, I would prefer to see Barrett. However, uh, you can't deny the in-ring ability of Cesaro, um, a guy that can do some of the moves in which he does in the ring. Like, whether it's spinning a guy forever and then it, it doesn't seem to phase him. He He's... He's learned how that the spinning doesn't affect him. He's still able to go, and to me, that just amazes me. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with him. I uh, I believe the match would be better with Cesaro than than Barrett, but I'd be just as happy with Barrett. But because I got a pick, I'm going with Cesaro. Okay, Matthew. Uh, I've said it. I said it just a moment ago with Amaga. Just legitimacy is big with me, and Cesaro looks legitimate, but he doesn't have the pedigree of legitimate. And Wade Barrett, again, six seven, two hundred forty six pounds. He's a legitimate bare knuckle fighter. You know, just and just look at him, and he has that United Kingdom respect pedigree for championships. I truly believe that. Um, so I'm going with Wade Barrett. Okay. Uh, as much as I'd love to see Cesaro uh, break that uh, glass ceiling and have that brass ring, because they even pictured him with a brass ring a couple of years ago, uh, making fun of Vince's thing. Wade Barrett just, yeah, should have been and wasn't. Uh, if he's able to step back in, I'd love to see it. I'm going with Barrett to uh, advance. And that brings us to Matthew. We're going to go with Cody against William Regal. Uh, I, I, I spoke at length. Um, I just think William Regal is the more, is the, just would, would, uh, William Regal just exemplifies champion to me. Maybe not quite world champion, but he just exemplifies champion and Cody Rhodes. I just, I, I, a nice guy, 
you know, professionally and personally, I like them. Um, you know, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but, you know, backstage, such an accommodating guy. And, you know, did, did, did things for kids and did things for me and did things for other people. But I just, I haven't really gotten on, I've never gotten onto the Cody Rhodes train. William Regal just exemplifies champion to me. So I have to go with William Regal. I too am going to go with William Regal. Um, I think Cody does have a lot uh, in the uh, bag for what he can present and he has mind for business. Uh, being a second generation uh, following his dad. But I don't know. Uh, there's something about Cody that also kind of bugs me with the fact that he's living too much in the shadow of his dad instead of trying to be himself. We saw what Dustin was able to do by trying to get out of his dad's shadow by doing the gold dust thing and becoming his own person and then embracing the family. Cody seems just too much trying to be his dad instead of himself. Uh, Regal presents legitimacy as a champion and unfortunately never got to that uh, pinnacle. So I'm going to go with Regal. Jonesy, is it a clean sweep? Rhodes is too pretty to be a champion. Uh, I gotta go with I gotta go with Regal, even though I think that Rhodes would bring more money in. But William Regal, especially if we're talking late '80s, early '90s, WWF or WCW, he could have fit in as a champion. Okay, so if I, if I can that. interject for just one thing, because it yeah, finally it. popped into my head, um, because you had said earlier uh, Cody Rhodes's tag team titles, uh, Bob Holly, and you said two with Ted DiBiase. I was a huge Ted DiBiase Jr. fan, and if he would have spent more time in WWE, he would probably be in this tournament. Uh, I knew that he only had one with Cody, and I'm sitting there like, who else? And then like I just popped into my head, I'm like, ah, Gold Dust, of course. So he, he had Holly, Ted DiBiase, and Goldust. You had said Ted DiBiase twice. Oh, I just, I'd, I'm just trying to make up for my lack of preparedness before. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so just looking at uh, the results of the uh, second round, Nakamura took out Finley 3-0. Umaga, surprisingly, in my case, took out Bobby Roode, the glorious one, 2-1. Uh, Ray Barrett is advanced over Cesaro, 2-1. And William Regal took a clean sweep over Cody Rhodes, setting up Nakamura against Umaga. That should be interesting. And Wade Barrett against William Regal. So we go to Nakamura versus Umaga, and it's not a knock on Umaga that he's not getting my votes. I like the guy. He was... Amazing and the whole three minute warning even beforehand as Jamal, but it's Nakamura, multiple time IWGP champion and uh, two time uh, US champion, one time uh, IC, two time NXT, and that one got him a huge uh, acknowledgement with his battle with Sami Zayn. I gotta go with Nakamura, Jonesy. 
I love Na uh, Nakamura, but uh, Umanga. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't, I'm sorry. If you put those two guys side by side and you say, who, who do you think is the world champion of this company? They're going to point to Umanga. Uh, I got to go with Umanga on this, uh, especially when you're when it's we're talking about representing a major, huge company like the WWE. It'd be Umanga. You're breaking the tie again there, Matthew. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. I've already said the word several times. Legitimacy. You look at Umaga, and you just you just believe that that's actually who he is. Estrada, uh, packaged with Estrada, he's the perfect, perfect animal. But because I never saw it, I think that's where the wall is with me. Shinsuke Nakamura legitimacy, legitimately, as I said, has an MMA background. He can kick your ass. Um, he's not the most well-built individual. Like when you say heavyweight champion, you know, he kind of uh, like he's heavyweight weight, but he's still, he's not like the most built guy. Not that that's really a necessity, but he's legitimate. He makes things look legitimate. He hits you hard. Um, so at that point, like they're tied, but then not to the level of William Regal or even Wade Barrett. When Shinsuke Nakamura has a championship, he might caress it, he might cradle it, but it's not a it's not a trinket to him, it's not a, an accessory to him. It's important that he has to look what I have, look what I got. This is this is my championship. I am proud to have it. So because of that, Shinsuke Nakamura. He, he wins it for me. And Jonesy, you get to uh, finish off this and see who goes to the finals against Nakamura. Wade Barrett, William Regal. Battle of the Well, now I don't care who wins. Um, Barrett or <laughs> Wheel. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to go with Barrett on this one uh, because, again, I, I the whole NXT angle, sorry, nexus angle and all that it's too bad he for for whatever reason they picked not to have him go further and Cena. bad news barrett gimmick i'm sorry uh, i those are the things that make me click a channel i uh the the more yakety yak yak that isn't more serious talk i just i tune out and that's why I didn't like him. The original Barrett, the way he was, I really liked. I got to go with Barrett on that. Uh, that's it. There we go. And Matthew. Um, kind of a weird direction to go. And, and I said earlier how I believe nothing I read or nothing I hear. But from all indications, and I've heard it from multiple people, William Regal and Vince McMahon are just like two peas in a pod. Apparently, they get along absolutely amazingly. Apparently, they're just mirror images of each other. Like their senses of humor and their respect for wrestling are just mirror images of each other. So it makes you wonder, because William Regal's been in WWE for how long? Like, why did he never do that like it's not like he was bad in the ring it's not like he didn't have the respect of his peers and it's not like he's not getting along great with the boss so 
Why? Why didn't he ever, you know? Because he's British or English or whatever. <laughs> but he never even really, like, yeah, he had that run again, like Finley, against Batista. And probably was a little more believable than, than Finley. Um, but Wade Barrett, he has the look. He has legitimacy. Um, and to me... Like William Regal went all those years in WWE, and for some reason it never happened. Wade Barrett, he just to me, he just like he has a a did not finish. He has a DNF on his report card for whatever reason. Again, believe nothing you hear or and nothing I hear. Um, just he just seems to have that DNF. Like he just got cut off, just too short. Like he was da 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 da, and then just something just boomed, the bottom bottomed out for him. Um, whatever reason that might have been. So it's just, I think Wade Barrett just still had the the opportunity. And I think he still actually does. He's not an old man. <laughs> no. And as I said, I heard rumors that after uh, stuff with uh, Drew uh, McIntyre uh, recently, he was like, I could probably do this again. And it's just a matter of time if he uh, does it does decide to pull the trigger. I think to answer your question about why Regal did not uh, reach that uh, pinnacle is probably because of his unfortunate track record with uh, personal demons. Uh, I even recall uh, hearing uh, Bruce Richard talk about the fact that in his first meeting with Vince McMahon, he fell asleep or passed out uh, cold because of what uh, being uh, loaded uh, on that same uh, meeting, but he still got hired. It's just, I don't know if uh, Vince thought he was as reliable to put the strap on him. He's reliable enough to uh, do things like training and be uh, the position that he is and still be there. And Vince has helped him out a lot uh, over the years uh, behind the scenes personally. So that would be my only thing, reason why he probably did not reach that pinnacle. Is yeah, I I don't know how many I don't know how much time is on his chip, but I bet it's or from what I hear, and again I believe nothing I hear, but it's what I hear. Um, he's got many notches in his chip, and I don't know, just I don't know. It's a question. So I go ahead. I'm going with Wade Barrett. Either way. So yeah, I love William Regal. Just was not in the cards for him. And that brings us to our finish as Nakamura took out Amaga 2-1 and Barrett uh, took out Regal in a clean sweep 3-0, setting up Nakamura versus Wade Barrett. And it goes to Matthew. Uh, unfortunately, I when I saw the semifinals, um, I was kind of hoping that Nakamura and Umaga would be, end up being the final just because I didn't see Barrett or Regal matching up against either one. So long story short, the Reader's Digest version is Shinsuke Nakamura is just – and again, I think it's just that DNF of Wade Barrett. He could have I, – I could see him being the United Kingdom version of Shinsuke Nakamura but Shinsuke Nakamura just got that opportunity. He got that, that little bit closer where Royal Rumble win and what have you, he got that more shine. So Shinsuke Nakamura just oh, hot over and above, not, not, not even close. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely am agreeing with you on that one. Uh, just so much hardware and legitimate <laughs> hardware, not a whack load of uh, independent uh, titles where maybe come in, come and go. But he spent time in New Japan and got all those accolades. Has been with WD for a uh, time he's been. So he's getting my vote, which means the two votes already for him. Chris, does he get a clean sweep? No. I would have gone with Barrett. Even though, yes, Nakamura has more legitimacy and all that. But Barrett is like that diamond in the rough. He came in hot. And then he fizzled. Uh, I I think his feud with Z- John Zena was a really good feud. It actually made me want to watch that part of the program. Yeah, I don't know if it was also injuries that uh, took him down as well. But that initial uh, thing with SummerSlam, uh, I pointed out earlier that both Edge and Jericho shake their head and go, this should not have happened. They should have uh, been the ones on the losing end and not uh, the Nexus. But Nakamura has uh, come out on top of this one. Guys, I want to thank you for being a part of this week's uh, tournament. And it's time to plug away. So, Jonesy, we'll start with you. Uh, of course, I'm terrible at this stuff. But uh, this uh, week in wrestling history... Um, We've recorded a bunch in advance, so I'm kind of confused of what date we're at anyways. But, uh, no, just listen to that. If you like history, uh, if you like doing trivia and learning things you never knew about these guys before, there's always little nuggets in there, no matter how much you watched wrestling or followed it. There's always little things in there that some of the crazy things that these wrestlers have done – like the one wrestler, I'm trying to think of his name right now, who was who was able to pick up a cow and actually move it in the field during his farming days. Um, some of these guys are even more amazing outside of the ring that than they were inside the ring. And some were terrible people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, this week in history is Thursdays at 12 on our YouTube and Facebook uh, pages. And you can uh, check that out. Uh, Of course, it's going to be available on all our podcast outlets. And this week is going to be uh, April 30th to May 6th. That will appear on Thursday. And Matthew, you got anything you want to plug? Oh, do I? (laughs) Um, I I, I am the host of the It's Time to Fight podcast. Uh, We are moving the show from Tuesday to Wednesday now. Um, strictly because I'm going back to do an old show that I used to do called Shoot in the Shit Tuesday, and you can't really put that show on any other night um, or any other day, I should say. Uh, so I had to move It's Time to Fight from Tuesdays to Wednesdays. Um, this week, uh, as we, you and I were talking about before we started recording, this week was supposed to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting caught up basically, so it was supposed to be like this long line of uh, things, but <laughs> crap happens. Um, so I got a lot of great guests coming up with that. Uh, Thursdays, uh, I've started a new project with Dangerous Danny Davis, the original heel referee. Uh, we're going to be starting to do stuff on Thursdays. We take uh, uh, questions that people might have for Danny Davis, uh, for you know what was he doing at this point? What was he doing at WrestleMania three? Where was he with this? Da ba 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 ba. 
you can uh, send in your questions to thedangerouspod at gmail.com. Any question. You would be amazed how open uh, this man is. Um, I we, we just did our, um, our live debut a couple of Saturdays ago at the CK Expo virtual event. And uh, so I, I called him. Like We went on at 5 o'clock. And I called him around noon and I said, uh, you know, we'll just run through some stuff. And I was like, okay, you okay talking about this? You okay talking about this? And the guy was just like, I'll talk about anything. I said, do you, are you okay talking with your, about your family? And he's just like, not about my ex-wife, but yeah, anything else. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Sounds like a, a really good show to uh, check out. And uh, yeah, Jonesy had to get going. Uh, the whole movie <laughs> stuff going on. I uh, just sent me a message saying, have a good night. So everybody uh, will see that later. <laughs> just let Matt uh, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, just uh, quickly on our end, our uh, store is uh, with uh, Pro Wrestling Tees backslash uh, Scumbags Wrestling. Four designs right there. All of them are going for charity. The three uh, designs with the uh, logos are going to Jordito's Recovery and the Ontario Indie Comic uh, Book uh tribute uh shirt is going to uh steven's wrestling journey uh so two little guys one seven uh going with cancer and of course uh steven with uh nine years old carry malformation and uh trying to find research through with children's hospital in toronto so go to our page prowrestlingtees.com backslash uh scumbags wrestling and buy one of those shirts get a great shirt and help out uh, two great uh, kids that uh, deserve at least to be kids. So uh, we're there to help out with that. And, of course, all our shows are brought to you by Cool Bet. Stay cool, bet responsibly, and they're the ones who sponsor our uh, Scumbags Predictions League. Happens for every pay-per-view, WD, NXT, uh, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. Earn points just by guessing who's going to win. And at the end of the year, next March, you can win this lovely championship presented by Cool Bets, as I said, and designed by Ultimate Bet, uh, Belts. So find us at scumbagswrestling.ca for more details. And we'll be back on Thursday tomorrow uh, when you're watching this, but for our regular podcast at 8 o'clock on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So thank you, Matt, for being a part of this. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Take care.